Welcome to Sound of WKNC's daytime music podcast where we discuss some of the latest news and do in-depth album reviews of some of the biggest uh, new releases in the independent music world. I am Michael Jones, also known as DJ Ones here around WKNC, and back after his one-week hiatus, not hiatus, I mean just illness, <laughs> he's, he got down with the sickness as... Uh, down with the as, sickness. Uh, who, who does it? Disturbed would describe it? I don't know. I'm a DJ Shorty Shorts, a.k.a. Sean England. Uh, I don't know if you can describe me as having a being down with the sickness, but I'll, I'll take it, I guess. Oh, yeah, because I saw you later that afternoon. Oh, burn. Oh, <laughs> I'll point it out. Well, we have a good show for you today. Uh, I'm really excited about what we have in store for you. A couple of interesting news articles and then two pretty big releases. It's the second album from The Kills entitled Blood Pressures and the newest release of TV on the radio. But before we get into all of that, let's get into some news, England. Let's do it. So the first article that we have up this week is the fact that the Cribs, uh, I guess, fill-in guitarist or a complimentary auxiliary guitarist, mm-hmm. Johnny Marr, has decided to leave the band. Now, Marr has been kind of bouncing around the music world for the past couple of years. Actually, for the past couple of decades. Yeah. For, yeah. For a while there, he was, uh, of course, and he got his start as the lead singer of, or not the lead singer, I'm sorry, the lead guitarist for the Smiths. Um, really where he kind of came into his own, and a lot of people still credit him to that position. I mean, you don't think Johnny Marr, guitarist of the Cribs, you think Johnny Marr, that fa- those fantastic riffs from those Smiths 80s records. And uh, now it seems as if he's going to be leaving uh, the Cribs as well. Before this, he had some other work, right? Yeah, I was actually, It's he's one of those people, it's pretty phenomenal what he's been in. Uh, the Smiths, and then the The Electric, the Pretenders, right? Uh, yeah. He had his own thing, Johnny Marr and the Healers, and even Modest Mouse. Uh, yes, that's right. It's, Bef- it's pretty phenomenal what Bef- he, he went around Before he started to. working with the Cribs, uh, he did work with uh, Modest Mouse on that last album and uh, several songs in that EP he's contributing to. So he's he's really been around everywhere. Yeah, and even uh, Johnny Marr and the Healers, that was with... Uh, uh, Ringo Starr's son. Oh, right. yeah, who now plays for, uh, he tours with The Who. Nowadays. Oh, right, right, yeah. So uh, just a, a matter of things now. What impact do you think this will have with the band? You know, their sound has kind of changed over the past five years or so. It's really kind of taken a shift from that debut to this kind of more polished uh, man's needs, women's needs, whatever, to finally that uh, that last full length that just came out about a year ago, actually. Maybe a little more than a year ago, but around that time. Well, it seems like the general uh, response is, you know, I don't know if it's joy, but kind of a sense of relief. People seem to be pr- pretty glad. Uh, I think the main blog post stated uh, uh, that what Johnny took away was, uh, well, what he brought to the band was his legitimacy to the rock world. And that's kind of what the Cribs have always been against, is what this guy says. So it seems like most of the people are pretty glad that he's leaving because he was so good for the band. I don't know if I would say so good, but he, when I first remember him coming to the Cribs uh, uh, about was it two or three years ago, I had this sense of questioning, wait, why is Old Man Bones, I lo- I'm, I'll just, Johnny <laughs> Marr, I love me some Johnny Marr, but why is Old Man Johnny Marr going to be playing with this fairly young like London act, basically? 
And I wasn't terribly disappointed with their last album, but they seemed to lose a little bit of their rambunctiousness mm-hmm. when Johnny Marr kind of hopped on board. So I think there is a sense of relief because there's a lot of pressure when you have such a legend of the rock world kind of sitting in on your band. Yeah, I guess that's what the uh, the sense of the legitimacy is. I guess it's not that he added so much except his name. Um, I mean, he's definitely done some good stuff. I, I honestly can't say I've listened to the Cribs that much. Um, and I have listened to a lot of his Johnny Mars other stuff. So, um, I don't know. I'm, if anything, it'll be interesting to see what next album sounds like, because I, I'm assuming that they're kind of in the process of creating another album. It's been about over a year. They've done their touring and now is usually the time where bands either take a quick break or they get back to writing and they get back to the studio. So it's interesting to see where, uh, this band will go back now that, uh, Mar has kind of come in had his impact, and then left accordingly. So uh, until then, we will just have to wait and see. Yeah, it's kind of something fun to look forward to. Definitely. And with that, let's move on to our second story. Um, this is kind of a weird one. Yeah, it's pretty random. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's funny. It's it's interesting. It's uh, uh, let, Let's give a little bit of backstory. According to this dating website uh, called tastebuds.fm, it matches uh, potential partners based on music taste. And it did this kind of not really scientific <laughs> survey. And uh, the survey was how far would uh, listeners go on their first date? And so what happened was is they, they took their responses and they took who they listened to the most. And on average, Coldplay fans were least likely to go all the way. <laughs> uh, the list actually is Coldplay. Uh, Adele at number two, Lady Gaga at number three, Katy Perry at four, and Kings of Leon at five. A sort of least likely. Of uh, yeah, least likely First to go lead. all the way, uh, and most likely, uh, Nirvana was number one. Fans of Nirvana. Uh, number two was Metallica. Number three was Linkin Park. Number four, I think, unsurprisingly, <laughs> yeah. was Kanye West. And then number five, also not too terribly surprising in my opinion, was Gorillaz. So um, with that, it's kind of hard to dissect this. First off, not scientific in the least bit. No. <laughs> the four options were I'd only meet up for a chat, perhaps a kiss, and I'd go all the way if the mood was right. So, the, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of in-betweens for those. Well, not really, but, but it's still... Not not scientific. Also, all, I'm take, I'm pretty sure they're taking this just on gross numbers, right? Right. So who would be overwhelmingly in favor of uh, not or in favor of just going through with it altogether? And so I think that also has a, a significant impact in how this would come out overall. And uh, it's fun. It's it's fun to laugh at. Yeah, that's for sure. It's very predictable. It, it reminds me of that scene in. Uh, a uh, 40-year-old virgin, where they're sitting on the couch playing Mortal Kombat. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's a good So scene. it brings back memories of that. Uh, but again, uh, a very small like dating website for music fans. It's no eHarmony. I'll put it that way. Uh, I don't know. Maybe... Uh, Are you on tastebuds.fm, Sean? Am I gonna, I'm going to ask you out on a date on tastebuds.fm. This is reminding me of that 40-year-old virgin scene again. I'm going to do it. 
<laughs> so you do have a taste buds FM? No, I don't. Oh, okay. I'm going to sign up for one when I find you do. Oh, I don't. Oh, all right. Maybe. I'm going to create a fake one for you. Then. Okay. That's not fraud. I'll, well, well, I'll just see how many requests or how many, how many times I get hit up and, <laughs> and we'll just go from there. Well, if it's Coldplay fans. Oh. That, it might dip in. If you're, if you're looking for like some Kanye West or Gorillaz fans. Hey, I'd meet up for a chat. <laughs> At least a chat. <laughs> all right. Let's get into the nitty gritty. Uh, let's talk about some brand new albums. First up, we have the the Kills with Blood Pressures. Uh, very excited. Their latest the debut from the duo. Um, uh, one of the members includes uh, the lead singer of the Dead Weather as well, Allison Moss. Mm. Although she got her start with the Kills before the Dead Weather was even a twinkle in Jack White's eye. <laughs> but uh, besides all that. Uh, let's get right into it. So, blood pressure by the kills. England first thoughts. Well, I don't know. It's hard to talk about this as an album for me. I feel like my listens to it have been really disconnected. When I've tried to listen to it as an album as as a whole, it's uh, it's it's been kind of hard. I really feel like since I've had it for like five days, I just haven't been able to listen to it in the right mood. <clears throat> there are definitely some songs I really love on this album. Um, Satellite, uh, ba- Baby Says, The Last Goodbye. The Last Goodbye is nice and, and calm. But it, but a lot of it just has a lot of angst, um, a lot of grit. And uh, it's music that I think I, think I will like, but I, I'm just really particular about listening to um, albums in the beginning. And it's just hard... For me to listen to this all the way through right now, um, so, some of the songs. Are so, just what did too you think? What did you think made it so difficult for you to go through? It, uh, it's it's not terribly long. It's a you know a proper 30, 45 minute long. Yeah. Tub. So, what made this so hard to plunge through? It's just like really by angst. I mean, like dirty guitar, like really, uh, I don't know, gainy. Like the the best example I can give is. Uh, the beginning of "You Don't Own the Road." It's just really brutal, um, but I mean, I really—it just comes down to timing. It's—it's it's music I'll probably be able to dig after a while. Um, other than, other than those that hard guitar, I, I like a lot of it. Um, they did a video for Conan the other day, and it reminded me a little bit of Fantagram, uh, that that same kind of couple. Uh, give and take, you know, one guy, one girl. Uh, it's not exactly the same type of sound, but it uh, it's still, I don't know. I I just got that that comparison came to mind when I listened to the kills and when I saw that video, especially. Yeah, well, uh, I think they're definitely coming into their own with this album. Uh, this follow up to Midnight Boom is is pretty solid. They aren't too incredibly adventurous, but what they do do is they bring this kind of swag. And it's kind of sex to the album overall. I say sex in a very vague fashion. Um, <laughs> not like the Coldplay sex thing. I mean, this is completely different. Um, there is this kind of su- suave nature about a lot of the songs. Um, it's it's really full of that kind of badassery. Badassery. Yeah, it's, and I think that makes sense. I mean, I think that's one of the reasons like Mossheart fits in so well with the dead weather is that kind of that kind of uh, confidence and this maybe kind of uh, outgoing personality that seems to follow throughout most of the album. Um, but what they do do, I mean, I just mentioned this a little earlier, they're, they're coming into their own 
the last album, uh, Midnight Boom, I did enjoy a lot. It, it seemed a bit discontinuous at points. And Blood Pressures, on the other hand, does not feel that way at all. Um, you get What you're going to hear initially is what you're pretty much going to get for the entirety of the album. And that's not a problem, really. I could get boring at times, and I thought that might be what you would say was your main detractor and why you couldn't listen to it all at once because they're really hitting you over the head. Right. Like they, they're, they're going to make their point. But there are some, several standout tracks. You mentioned one earlier. Satellite is uh, the second track on the album. Uh, it's, it's really the standout in my opinion. Um, and it brings together all of those elements of the kills that have kind of been building up over the years as they've kind of been writing these songs in, I don't know, intermittent sessions since they each, you know, go about their own musical projects outside of just this one. Um, and with that, I think it's very enjoyable. It is a bit gritty. It's, uh, it is very polished though for a gritty record. It's, it's very well done. It's done over nicely, basically. That's what I'm saying. But, uh, Outside of that, I don't have many problems with this. It, it's, it could be one of those that's easily forgettable. I hope that as the year progresses, that's not the case. Because uh, there's a lot here to like. Yeah. And I don't think it's one of the, not necessarily the best albums of the year, but it's a incredibly consistent album. And that's something that I can appreciate, especially when it's consistently good. I won't say it's, you know, superior to other things that I've listened to, but it's up there. It's a very satisfactory, uh, and it's a good, it's a good like sophomoreish type of album, where you, you kind of get a little older, you, you know, get more into a rhythm of what you're going to be doing. Your songwriting becomes more concise, and uh, you're able to change things up enough to where it's not a complete snooze fest, which is something that you know, like younger bands fall into the trap of a lot. Just, hey, this works. Let's create this 11 times. Yeah. Well, I agree with a lot of what you said. Um, I think a lot of what you said at the beginning was kind of what I meant, except I didn't express it quite the same way. Um, I guess what, yeah, I guess I, I definitely agree about um, it's consistent. It's consistent for sure. And maybe that's why I couldn't listen to it all the way through. Um, I don't know. I don't know that I'd. I'd say that I necessarily agree that it's consistently good. Um, but I do it's one of those it's one of those things where when I'm listening and I don't want to listen, it's not because I don't like it. It's just because I just don't want to listen to it right then. Yeah, no, that's completely understandable. Um for people that weren't fans of their last work, you're not gonna you know, this isn't gonna change you over by any stretch of the imagination. Um but if you were fans of the last work, I think you can get into this one. It won't be too hard to access, and it's not incredibly abrasive for people to already like this type of music. So with that in mind, what do you think about moving on to the next? Let's do it. All right, so next up we have the latest release from TV on the radio called Nine Types of Light, if I'm not mistaken. No, that's right. And uh, let's just get right into it, Anglin. What do you think about this one? Well, I was actually pretty excited to review <clears throat> this album because... I've never really been a TV on the radio fan. Um, I they've just never done it for me. I, I've known a lot of my friends have been have been their fans of them, but I don't know something about their music. I could never really get through not even a song, let alone an album. And this this album by TV on the radio, Nine Types of Light. Uh, I have to admit, I was I was 
surprisingly wooed by it, at least at least in some spots. Um, it starts off really strong, I think, with second song, which is the first song. Um, and then uh, the third song, You, and the fifth, the fifth track, Killer Crane. Those are all, I think that, that actually kind of sums up my experience of it. Um, the rest of the album is really, or at least the second half is really like Dear Sciency, you know, their last album, which, which I couldn't connect with. And, um, um, it even has the two remixes that they include. Yeah. There's a, well, we have the uh, extended edition. Oh, okay. So there are two remixes on the extended edition. Okay. So that's not like uh, yeah. the, you, you when you get the vinyl or whatever. If you right. have a normal edition, we but we do have two remixes on the one that we got at WKNC. So right. With that in mind, well, yeah, I didn't really like the remixes that much anyway. They were remixes of "Will Do," and the first one was by Switch, and I don't, I don't. It was too slow. It was, it was kind of like the rest of the album. I just couldn't connect with it. Well, that's just re- you don't even have to count it. England. You I don't know. even have to count those remixes. I'm just comparing them to the rest just to, to how I couldn't connect. To clarify a little bit, because it may sound really confusing if you're listening to it, the first track on the album is entitled Second Song. Yeah. So when you say the first song is the second song, <laughs> yeah, okay. then that could be incredibly confusing at first. Okay. So with, with that in mind, um, this is a really mature album. Uh, it's not terribly adventurous. It, well, it, it's not terribly adventurous as in it's not as abstract. Um, and, and it sounds more mature because it's like that kills, but one step further is they know their sound. They're going to play around with it a little bit, but what they're going to do is they're going to be incredibly efficient. Right. And, uh, it's a lot of fun to listen to. You're, they don't really take too many chances, but I mean, that's not necessarily a problem. Um, it's a little underwhelming if you were looking for something that was a bit more abstract. Well, I would say they don't take too many chances for them. For them, I mean, they, I don't know. I mean, it did, I do agree that it seems mature for them, um, which is hard to say with my limited knowledge. But, I mean, I, I have tried to listen to them often. Yeah, I think one thing that is coming up with these like uh, longer fans of TV on the radio is initially mixed feelings about this record because they want something that's a bit more out there. Um Although, I don't think you necessarily need that. Uh, I mean, here is a great example of how they can just put together something that works, and in a lot of ways, they do try different things. And I think it's mature in the sense that every song is a new experience. Never uh, did I get that sense that they were just repeating something that worked before. Like, uh, I mentioned this uh, earlier again, that you know a lot of young bands get into that trap. But I think it's like a... It's like a good thesis statement. Hmm. It's like a good. It's like a well-written book by wow. a, a university professor. Wow, that's a well. Except not as it's not as intelligent as as a. I don't know. I wouldn't say it's is is as intelligent when in some songs they just kind of repeat themselves for a while. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's inter- Well, I feel like I don't know. Killer Crane, which which was one of my top three songs of the album. I really felt like I had heard that before somewhere something about the song made me made me feel like I had heard it so much that I had to look it up and try and research and see if it was a cover um so I don't know I don't know you just having trouble yeah I mean 
It, no, I agree. When I first listened to this, I had trouble putting my fingers on how I felt about it. Yeah, I'm still having Is trouble. That what, yeah, and I, that could be problematic. And I think that's why there's worry early on is because those fans, can't, they can't really identify it as something in particular. And I, I mean, we both, we didn't listen to this together, um, but I definitely had that feeling of wondering where I was going to put this. And actually, right now, I mean, this is in my top ten of the year so far. Wow! Um, but just because it's it's really cons- like it's consistent mm-hmm. and it's different and it's not crazy, it's not out there. And I mean, I've mentioned that several times before, and it doesn't need to be, and it works just perfectly fine on that level. And it's fun to listen to. It's unabrasive because it's not abstract. And with all that in mind, I think that's what really makes makes it a really good one, but it is hard to identify when you listen to it just once. It's really hard to kind of pinpoint what exactly is going on here. Fair enough. <laughs> you, you, I mean, you agree that it's kind of... I do. I Just the idea of it being abstract, maybe I'm too focused on old TV and the radio, but I, I definitely feel like the last couple tracks or some of, I don't know, some of them do still seem kind of abstract to me. Yeah, well, there are hints there, definitely. Like the, I mean, long accordion uh, interludes aren't necessarily the most contemporary thing anymore. I love accordion, by the way. I mean, accordion's great. (laughs) But I don't know. I'm just, I feel like on a spectrum of music, this is just uh, on the the opposite side of of what I really get into. So... So calling it abstract or not abstract, I feel like maybe for someone who is on that side of the spectrum, who listens to music like TV on the radio, it isn't abstract. But for me, who I guess I'm a little more classical, um, I don't know. I still don't know. It's very, <laughs> it is very difficult to uh, take this. And I think that, I mean, it, it's very problematic for some. It's, and uh, I think we should leave it at that. Uh, once again, you can always, um, oh, you know what? Let's actually, before we finish up, we have a couple of interesting things coming up here soon. Don't we, Mr. Anglin? Very exciting. Um, I think we're going to talk a bit more about both, probably both of these items next week. Absolutely. So you can check next week's show as well. And if you're listening to these after these events have already occurred, well then, uh, cool. Hope you... Hope you had a good time if you went. Yeah. Um. But of course, uh, this Saturday is what, Mr. England? Record Store Day. It is very nas- exciting. It's National Record Store Day. Um. I, I think it's actually an international event. They have in the yeah. UK as well. I don't, I don't. Has it always been international? I'm pretty sure it has. I want to say it has. Mm-hmm. Um. Now this event started a couple of years ago by I think, who was it? I, I mean, I don't know the exact history of it. Uh, I think Chris Brown had a hand. Hmm. In the early stages, but what happens is artists come together in support of local record stores, and they release exclusive content on these days. Many artists actually go and perform in record stores around the nation, um, and they're going to be out this Saturday, which will be April sixteenth, for Record Store Day twenty eleven. And uh, is there anything in particular you are really looking forward to picking up? Well, there's um, who is it? Um, Sub Pop is putting out a really good mix and they said it was free, but then it looks really awesome. It looks like it includes a lot of things. So I'm really confused about that. I don't know if they're just going to like send a few of those out 
to a few record stores and maybe you if you get there and you can get one thing for free or I don't I don't know. That isn't that's kind of confusing, but I'm really excited nonetheless. Um the new the 7-inch from Colts who I love, who we've talked about on Sound Off before. It's going to have uh, their song Abducted and Go Outside. Abducted has been released as a single already. I think it's actually a remix of Go Outside. Is it? I think oh, so. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is. Um, Blitz and Trapper, uh, Lower Dens are doing something. Uh, I mean, it's really exciting. The thing is, if you go to Pitchfork, I think, has the most extensive They have list. a really good rundown. Also, Record Store, I think it's Record Store Day, com also has a very good rundown of everything that has been uh, kind of notified to them as being released. Right. And uh, anything outside of those? Um, I think even Fleet Foxes said something, and I'm I'm not sure if it's their album. No, it's a seven inch. Oh, it's it's uh yeah okay. So it has stuff from help helpless helplessness blues. Yeah, I think including the song helplessness blues. Is I think there a so. Song? And then, yeah, um, there is a song on the next album called And Help then Grown, Grown Ocean, I think, is their other one. So, I mean, it's really exciting. It's a lot of stuff made just for this day. So, I mean, it's really limited editions. Um, and it's it's going to help your local record store. Definitely. Uh, I mean, that's what it's made for. <laughs> basically, uh, one thing that I'm, I'm really excited for a couple of things. I don't think I'll pick up all of them. Um, the White Stripes have their first single. It'll be re-released. So... Fresh copies of the first single they put out, I believe, in 1998. Mm. And uh, also, I'm really looking forward to the uh, collaboration between Laura Marling and Mumford and Sons that they yeah. did in India. They toured India for several weeks, and I can't remember the name of the project because I, I probably couldn't pronounce it correctly and give it justice. But uh, this collaboration will be coming out uh, on Record Store Day as a 10 inch. I'm pretty sure. And uh, very excited to check that out. I've heard a couple of tracks, and I'm I'm big fans of both. I love me some British folk music, so that's one. Also, I love Scottish, like dance rock bands, <laughs> namely Franz Ferdinand. Yeah, and uh, there is a 12 inch coming out of covers of Franz Ferdinand songs from their last uh, full length tonight. Uh, so I'm also incredibly excited about that one. So there's just a couple of upcoming things for Record Store Day 2011. And uh, I'm sure we'll get back to you with the statistics of how it yeah. outdid or maybe underdid last year's. Next week we'll have the real meat of the story. Probably. Um, but yeah, there's some good record stores here in Raleigh, particularly school kids. Um, but there's also uh, Edward McKay used books and more. So if you're listening in Raleigh. Also, if you just go to recordstoreday.com, then they have a full list of participating stores find so. out the store near you i remember back in the day before i was ever at this this place where we're <laughs> recording right now uh i went to a record store day and uh manifest records in charlotte north carolina love that place i i had a summer job there the ah. summer paychecks not not at man i had summer job oh, in, in charlotte. charlotte and uh those paychecks pretty much went right back into that store nice <laughs> Nice. So, <laughs> um, outside of that, um, we also have some other interesting news, don't we, here in England? Yes, one more big thing that also will have the uh, the main meet will be next week. But yeah, uh, this Wednesday, I believe, the twentieth. Next Wednesday, the yeah, April twentieth. Um, hopscotch, Raleigh's 
second year of uh, of the music festival, Hopscotch. We'll be uh, releasing the lineup, the full lineup, I think, and their tickets will go on sale. Any? Do you want to do any possible predictions for who could be showing up? They would be really big shots in the dark. So uh, no, we are to be to be completely honest, we are both absolutely in the dark about. We know people that know it, right? And I've tried to shake answers out of them, but they're stone cold. I am completely dumb as to what is happening right now. <laughs> yeah. But when they tell me that the lineup is going to be amazing, that only makes me want them to tell me more. Yeah. So I had to tell them to shut up. What did you say? There were only twelve returning. Acts? I think there are there are only like a dozen returning repeats from last year. Um, I had to check what what they what hopscotch people said. Um, but yeah, it's still exciting. They've been updating their website a lot, and just uh, there's there's definitely some noise, some some things rumbling around. I, I the only things I had really heard, the only <laughs> bands I had heard about were possibly. LCD sound system and Wilco. Yeah, because the broken then, up LCD. And yeah. then very soon after, I heard that LCD was like, "We're doing our last show." <laughs> so that was a that was a disappointment, especially because that kind of meant that Wilco was almost as unlikely. And yeah, I, I am the biggest. Wilco I think fan. Wilco is a huge shot in the dark because you know over the past couple of years they've pretty much done their own thing when it came to festivals. They'll they'll create their own festival and. They'll headline their own festival. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Um, a big hope of mine is that Merge will step in this year and have some really good acts. Well, they did. They did have a presence last year as a sponsor, and they did have uh, the Love Language. Yeah, that's play one of the uh, headline headline. The ro- and they Rosebuds, the Rosebuds, who were also involved uh, in the process. But they have such big names now. I mean, they have they have their own festival like once every five years or something. But, I mean, they're so close. This is one of the biggest music festivals in the Triangle now that I that I hope they'll start to really include some of their big names. Yeah, and uh, one just let's just throw out bands, just for the heck of it. Okay. Uh, just, just throw things at the wall and see if any of them stick. Beach fossils. Uh, all right, so that's on the record. Um, Super Chunk. Oh wow! Let's just do a back and forth. Let's just yell out names for a little while. Okay, twin sister. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, Lost in the Trees, local band. Lost in the Trees. Um, Light Pines. They've got to. Ah, that's a good one. Oh man, Archers of Loaf. Ooh, that's a good one. They uh, I just thought of that actually. Yeah, I'm quite proud. They uh, have they didn't play for like ten years, <laughs> and then uh, they played with a love language. And now they've been playing at other festivals, and so I think that's a really. They good also one. are going to be returning to the area. Uh, also, on oh no, just a quick, just a reminder: less than a dozen are repeats from last year, according to Hopscotch. Of the 135 acts on the schedule, less than a dozen are repeats. I hope that Light Pines are one of them. That's they wouldn't be. They wouldn't be. Uh, Carolina Chocolate Drops. Ooh, okay. That's just a guess. I don't think that they would do it, but that's a guess. Why don't you think they'd do it? I don't know. I just. I just. I it wouldn't come to mind actually. Hmm. Well, um, yeah. Uh, actually, instead of the Light Pines, who I love, I think I'd rather see Kingsbury Manx. They played at Hopscotch last year, and they almost never play. I've seen Light Pines a few good times, 
but that was the only time I've ever seen Kingsbury Manx. They right. they almost never play, so I'd love if they did. Just another guess, telekinesis. Hmm. Yeah. Merge. Good burn, merge man. artist. Um. Hmm. The National. No. <laughs> Don't say <laughs> just, that, England. Just, uh, just Don't say that. You. Don't say that, England. You know what the thing is? Is uh, in late August there's Leeds Music Festival. They have this every year. Big, big thing in the Yorkshire part yeah. of England. Huge. Yeah. Leeds and Reading. Yeah. Reading. Like the whole it? month of August. Pretty much. Yeah. It's a, it's a several days. One of the headliners, the National. Are you, and you're gonna be there? No, I'm not. Oh, I'm gonna be no. like three weeks late. I mean, you could just go ahead. Yeah, but if I can find a place to stay for three weeks. Uh, the street. That could work. <laughs> it would be worth it to see um, the national. Do you have any, You have one more? Any more? Uh, I don't know. Most of these I just came up with. Uh, uh, the Dodos. Uh, okay. I'll just say that one. It seems like a good fit. You know, released a fantastic new album. Oh, also, uh, uh, Cold Cave. Okay. Hmm. Nice. We should compile a list of these. Yeah, we could do that. But we're, I'm going to forget from listening to all of this later. We'll see. We can come back and listen to it. Yeah, um, sure. I'm, my last two, they actually played together uh, in at the local 506 not too long ago. Lower Dens. That's a good one. And Y Oak. Oh, I thought Y Oak makes another merge band. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out Yuck. Hmm. And I'll just for just for the heck of it, I'm throwing out things I would like to see. I'm gonna say James Blake is gonna DJ a night. Oh, that'd be yeah. They did pretty well about that last year, didn't? Or they tried to get they some good did, DJs. They did have um, Deacon from Animal Collective come um, in. Uh, he wasn't right. originally on the lineup, right. but they did announce him later on as he was gonna come in. And uh, Panda Bear, of course. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is all speculative. Absolutely. We have no idea what's going on here. If one of those shows up, I'm sure we'll be both happy campers. Yeah, yeah. If the I, National shows up, it's going to be like, uh, I don't know, Sour Patch Kids were raining from the sky, <laughs> and I had the largest bucket in the world. And there was no probability of you rotting your teeth. A- absolutely none. So, And that would, that's the, yeah. I think that's how it would be for me with Wilco. And also, I think I was the same way. Pretty much everyone I said was, they were just people I wanted to become. Right. But right. they were also likely, possible. No, very, I, I mean, I think that happened last year. You know, we're both um, just kind of work working up who will possibly play. And I think the local, because they do bring on a lot of North Carolina-based acts. It'll be interesting to see, since only less, since less than a dozen are repeats, It'll be interesting to see what local bands they're going to bring in now that so little repeats. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I'm really excited. As you can tell by our, our rant, we, we'll be, we'll we be excited on board with everything that's going on. Um, especially when Wednesday, the 20th rolls around, we will have our record store day purchases and we will have that. We'll so, have all that. So next week, very excited. Actually, tomorrow in the next eight, nine days. Very exciting. Absolutely. So uh, with that, now let's end. After we just kind of <laughs> got really yeah. excited for a second. I'm pumped. I'm going to go do push-ups. <laughs> I'm going to go dunk a basketball. I, and I'm going to dunk two basketballs at the same time. All right. You two wait. different goals. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> uh, let's wrap things up. Once again, if you have any news articles that you would like us to discuss or any albums to review, you can email your suggestions to us at sound at well at soundoff at wknc.org. Also, follow us up on the Twitters. We tweet out what we're going to be reviewing. 
and what we have reviewed. So when these when these uh, episodes come out, usually on Friday afternoons, uh, you will know when it's going to be hitting your iTunes stream. And uh, outside of that, I think it's about time for us to wrap up. So with that, let's sound off. <laughs> 